City Quick Connect podcast is brought to you by the Municipal Association of South Carolina. Hey everyone, this is Russell Cox, editor of the Municipal Association of South Carolina's Uptown Publication. Uh, today I am talking to David Eldridge, Assistant Utility Director for the City of Newberry. David, welcome. Thank you. Glad to be here. Glad to have you. Glad to have you. We are going to be talking about Newberry's Fiber to the Home Project. Uh, Newberry has become South Carolina's first municipality to complete and operate a fiber optic network that serves all of its residents and businesses. And uh, this effort won the city one of the municipal association's 2021 Achievement Awards. So, David, to lay the groundwork for what we're talking about here, can you talk about the the former situation for Internet availability in Newberry and the existing utility infrastructure in Newberry that led the city to pursue this project? Uh, Sure. So the situation uh, at the time about four years ago, three years ago, was that there were two large national incumbent companies that transported Internet traffic for people here in Newberry. Um, Mm -hmm. There was one additional small company out of Columbia that did some of the business Internet traffic. But uh, the two large incumbent companies really looked at it, and I guess they came to the conclusion that the business models that they were looking at wouldn't have a payoff. Uh, for the city of Newberry quickly enough for them to be interested in doing it. So the city actually did reach out to these two incumbents and ask mm-hmm. them if they would um, beef up their Internet. And uh, um, they both – they didn't decline, but they just said they'd look into it. Uh, so then the city decided, well, why don't we partner with them? So we went to, back to both of those incumbent companies and said, we'd like to partner with you. We would like to help hang the fiber on our existing electrical infrastructure, um, and then you would partner with us to provide faster Internet for uh, city residents. Um, both companies basically said, well, we don't really partner with people or with other companies, so, you know, it's all our stuff, and that's all we're willing to do. So that led uh, the city to explore a different avenue which is how the fiber to the home uh, project started. Mm-hmm. So I know that there was a lot of, of research that had to go into this. Could you talk about uh, the research that made this effort work, you know, the, the process of planning planning this project and, and paying for it? Certainly. So the utility director and myself went to uh, some broadband uh, Internet uh, conferences to see how other companies had done it. Um, mm-hmm. We ran across, we ran across uh, Wilson, North Carolina. Um, we talked to them a little bit about what they had done and how they had done it. Um, they decided to set up a, uh, an Internet ISP company owned by the city of Wilson, and they would light the fiber and they would do um, all of the access. That really wasn't what the city of Newberry was thinking about doing. We were looking more along the lines of we'll put up the fiber and then we'll partner with a company that specializes in doing something like this so that we don't, 
need to, you know, train people and employ people to, to do that kind of stuff. So we were looking for a company whose core competency really was providing Internet access, telecommunications, that kind of stuff. So what we did was we started looking around the state, um, and we wanted to find – our ideal was to find a company that actually functioned in the state um, and had a good reputation. And uh, someone brought up a company out of Abbeville by the name of WCTEL, and their their ILEC is is uh, Abbeville County and uh, McCormick County. Mm-hmm. So we started uh, having conversations with WCTEL. Um, it took about six weeks to craft an agreement that included things like, um, you know, Franchise, the franchise fee they would pay, how they would run the network, that they would put a local presence here in Newberry. So that if somebody had a problem, you could walk down the street and go to an office and there'd be a real human there to talk to. Um, one of the other incumbents in the city, they, they pulled out and there's no way, you know, you have to call them. There's no place to go to talk to somebody. But anyway, so it took about six, you know, I'd say three to six months to come to that agreement. Um, once that was done, um, we had to engage an engineering firm to do the design, uh, and WCTEL was uh, instrumental in helping us determine which uh, engineering firm would be best, one that they were comfortable with and that we were comfortable with. And we selected Byers Engineering, and Byers engineered the entire uh, network for us here in the city. Um, when they were engineering it, we wanted we wanted the construction to go in a very specific manner. So we wanted to make sure that everybody in the city would have equal access to fiber to home. So we divided the city into four sections. And we started in the northern section and we went clockwise all around the city for the build. And the reason for that was uh, nobody felt slighted. We could say um, we're taking an engineering approach. We're not going to be hooking up our best friends and that kind of stuff to to do special favors. So everybody felt, you know, that it was being fairly done. Um, mm-hmm. So once the engineering was done, we had to select a, con- a company to construct it for us. And once again, we turned to WCTEL and to Buyers Engineering and said, you know, who would you recommend? So we put it out to bid, and um, so we went with a company called Electricom, and Electricom has um, extensive experience hanging fiber, um, and they came in, and it took about 13 months for them to hang all of the fiber. Now, prior to all that happening, there were some other hoops we had to jump through. We had to go through the telecommunications attorneys. We had to make sure we weren't violating any state stipulations on uh, telecommunications. Um, we didn't want to get sued, obviously. Um, and then the other things we had to do is we had to um, send our investment uh, package to our bond attorneys so they could analyze it and make sure that it didn't impact the city's bonds on Wall Street. Um, and so all of that, to be honest with you, all of that, all the planning, all the negotiations, all the attorneys, everything was probably about a year and a half process. And then it was about a year and a month or a year and two months for the construction. So all total, it took just under three years from start to finish. You mentioned the legal work that went into it. As as I understand it, there is a key legal point that uh, partnering with the company to, to light the fiber means that it keeps the city from 
competing with private industry. That's correct. And this network is an open network. So, I mean, we set a series of standards uh, that we wanted to see a company meet. They had to be, you know, in business for so long. They couldn't have had any bankruptcies in the last 10 years. They had to pony up $50,000 to get access to the network. So there were there were some some steps to go through. Um, so this is an open network. So if another company were to want to show up and follow all the same steps that WCTEL um, did, then, of course, um, you know, they would have access to the network as well. Mm-hmm. And all of the uh, all of the polls were already in place, so they were just hanging the wires on existing poles. Uh, that's correct. Um, so we used existing city electrical infrastructure. All the fiber uh, is is on those poles. There are some places we where we had to go underground, um, but we you know we we budgeted for that. So, um, for instance, new neighborhoods that are being uh, erected here in the city of Newberry, um, all their services are underground, so we had to bore in those areas. Um, but the city still owns that fiber network. So the city owns everything on the poles and underground um, that go to what are called uh, multi-ports. So you'll see a multi-port on a telephone pole, I mean a power pole, pardon me, and it might have six or eight or four slots on it that you'll see these connectors plugged into. The the provider, the Internet service provider, owns from that connector to the house. Um, the city's network actually stops at that multi-port. Mm-hmm. So since the since the service has, has launched, can you talk about initial results of how how customers have been have been using the system? Yeah, so that's kind of interesting. So the very first thing we did was <clears throat> uh, we created what we called the beta zone. So we created a small area in the middle of the downtown core just to see if we could get this thing to work. Um, and so, and then the company came in and sold access to um, a good number of residences, but primarily the small business. Um, and their concern at the beginning was we wanted to make sure that there was redundancy and diversity of fiber here in the city, so that if one part went down, the other, the other part could pick it up. So one of the basic parts of the design is we built a trunk ring around the city of Newberry, and we have access going out the back of the city to Abbeville and out the front of the city to Columbia. So if something happens on the network, we can reverse the traffic and send everybody out one way versus the other, and we'll, we'll have a very low uh, risk of an outage. Anyways, WC Fiber, WCTEL, um, installed all of these small businesses, and because the trunk ring wasn't up and running yet, they didn't want to charge anybody, so they ate the cost for about the first 90 days to let people test this stuff out, and we got we got rave reviews uh, out of it. So WC Fiber offered uh, Internet access plus telephone if you wanted it, plus a TV package if you wanted it. Um, mm-hmm. So... Down in the beta zone, we got a very large penetration of of potential customers. Um, right now, as we're sitting here having this conversation, um, we're at about 32%, 33% of sales. So the sign-up rates have been really good. They're holding steady, and I think it's going pretty well. We've we've 
I've had very little complaints. So um, WC Tel services their customers well, and they're very responsive to any issues. So we've been very happy. As, as I understand, the initial projections on usage were exceeded fairly quickly. Uh, yeah, they were. So the business model that we have for the long-term perspective um, targets a, a 50% take rate. Um, we thought it would take three to four years to get to 50%. Um, we're a, a year in, a year and a half in, and we're already at low 30%. So we're thinking we're going to hit 50 quicker. And um, the business model stabilizes at 50%, but we think we're going to go you know, beyond that, maybe 60 or 70% of the city at some point will be signed up for the service. Can you talk about plans for uh, future growth of the service? I understand there was some intentional overbuilding at the beginning for um, plans for the future growth. Yeah, that's true. So we overbuilt the areas that we thought would be um, – Tempting for developers to come and look at and build uh, new neighborhoods. Um, that's happened in one area already. It's called Newberry Landing. Uh, phase one is actually completed and um, the fiber network is in there. Phase two is uh, just beginning now and we'll be putting in the fiber infrastructure there uh, over the next three to four months. So we intentionally put in more fiber than we probably needed uh, for this very reason. Mm -hmm. We may not have talked too much yet about about the funding. As, as I understand, the costs are being reimbursed with lease revenue. Uh, yeah, that's correct. So um, for each uh, residential connection, uh, the city um, – receives a $10 monthly uh, payment, and over the course of time, um, with about 4,700 electric meters in the city, if we can get a 50% take rate, that would be, you know, um, know $25,000, $27,000 a month. So uh, over time, you know, um, this thing should pay itself back. So the useful life of a the economic life of a fiber optic uh, network is about 30 years as far as um, being able to depreciate it. But the actual useful life um, is probably more along the lines of 50 years. So mm -hmm. the city should be paid back um, relatively quickly within the 7 to 10 year range. And then at that point, um, you know, the revenue can be um, used elsewhere in the city. Last question I have for you. Yeah. What would you say other cities and towns can learn from Newberry's project? I think if, if your city council and your mayor has the vision to do something like this, it is definitely uh, possible to do. Um, it, it was a little expensive. I'll, I'll agree with that. But um, I think the payback period is, um, is good. Um, I, don't foresee any disasters here. Um, as far as actually executing on it, um, particularly a town that owns its own electrical infrastructure, you can just hop onto that. Um, it's very easy to engineer and do. Um, mm -hmm. it's, it's just it just takes time and planning. And um, you know, if the city of Newbury would be more than happy to sit down with any city and 
show them how we planned it and how we funded it and all the rest of the stuff. Mm-hmm. I would yeah. note. I would note that uh, one electric cooperative in the upstate studied how we did it uh, and then decided to move forward uh, to do it for their co-op customers. So the the top three counties in the state um, are going to be able to enjoy a a fast Internet being brought to them um, by their co-op and, strangely enough, partnering with WCTEL once again. And with... uh both during the pandemic and even before, we are only ever hearing more and more about high-speed Internet and finding new ways to get into the different corners of South Carolina. So it's an excellent time to be doing this. Yeah, it is. And um, to be honest with you, we, we just had sheer stupid luck that we finished uh, just as the pandemic was hitting. And, uh, and then WCTEL came in and we asked them to put in some uh, free um, Wi-Fi-enabled hotspots around the city where the kids could go and uh, sit in the car and do their, do their homework if they didn't have access at their house. Um, uh, WCTEL also provided um, a couple months free service for people during the pandemic just to get them started. And now, of course, they're rolling with the um, federal broadband program where people uh, people who need help can get uh, free broadband from them. Any any final thoughts before we wrap this up? Uh, no, I think I think from what I can observe, uh, the, the residents of the city are are very pleased with what uh, with what we've delivered, um, and uh, I'm, I'm happy to have had the privilege to work on it. Absolutely. For our listeners, if you'd like to learn more about this project, I would invite you to check out the uh, Achievement Awards descriptions and videos that are found on the Municipal Association's website, www.masc.sc, and search for the keyword Achievement Awards. And with that, David, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us about this today. Thank you very much. I've enjoyed it. The City Quick Connect podcast is one of several ways the Municipal Association keeps you informed of the opportunities and issues impacting South Carolina cities and towns. Learn more at www.masc.sc and stay up to date with the Association's latest happenings on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.